This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald. Thank you for listening to this PowerCat podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode of the PowerCat podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast network. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. We cover the Wildcats like no one else with our VIP customers enjoying one-of-a-kind coverage from our team of professional journalists. And sign up today for an annual subscription to GPC and grab a 30% discount on your first year. And now here's the PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's Tannehill and Spiller PowerCat podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here are your hosts, former K-State tight end Travis Tannehill and former Wildcat safety Monte Spiller. Welcome to this week's Tannehill and Spiller podcast after an exciting, exciting Saturday from our Kansas State Wildcats. So, Monty, man, we're but we're all eating crow. Hey, hey, well, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> if I recall correctly, I had my doubts and we needed a lot of things to go right. But I also said that I wasn't quite sold on Oklahoma's defense as of yet. Now... I'd be lying if I knew we would dominate up front like we did. <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised. But, yeah, we were kind of hard on the O-line last week, last couple of weeks, um, about how they've kind of been the the weak link of the of the team. But uh, they showed up and showed out Saturday, man. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It was. I know I saw you before the game, so I know you were there. And, uh I still don't believe it. Like, it's gonna, I'm going to wake up and they're going to be like, actually, you guys lost on technicality. And it's just going to be like a dream. But, I mean, talk about a fun game, a Man. fun atmosphere. I mean, talk about a staple win for that Coach Kleiman staff so early. I mean, it yeah. takes people four years to get a win like this yeah. and knock off a top five opponent. And and I think I think you're right. I think the K-State offensive line and the K-State defensive line yes. were really where that game was won. I know Skyler played really well. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, his stat line was, was was solid. But, I mean, that defensive line, especially for Kansas State, gave that o- that Oklahoma offensive line fits. They were able to get to the quarterback, able to get to Hurts, able to put pressure on them. And then offensively for K-State, I think, I mean, they hadn't shown – we couldn't run the ball against oh, anybody, seriously, other than our non-conference schedule. Yeah, and then next thing you know, you're running the ball against you know a solid defensive line, right? And 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 like you said, I do think that Oklahoma defense still has some holes in it, it which that was their Achilles heel last year. And I think up to this point, everyone wanted that defense to be to be good enough for them to make a run at the national championship. And after this game, they're they're just not quite there. And you're right, it's not. And 
Secondary-wise, I wasn't sold on those guys. You know, Murray, the uh, linebacker number nine for uh, Oklahoma, he's a, a quality player, probably going to be playing on Sundays next year. Um, a stud from what I watched him play. And he made some good plays Saturday, too. But a couple of things that stood out to me, our O-line did a good job of getting to the next level, and they were pushing him around. And I saw a couple of plays where he looked frustrated. You know, his effort wasn't there like it normally is. And our guys took it to him, and they – you know, from from the coin flip to the first kickoff, even when Oklahoma scored first, they had to get there on some trickery, which, you know, kudos to Coach Raleigh. The guy's an amazing play caller. But our guys still never showed any type of worry. They, they kept their – uh, the game plan and they showed resolve and, and I felt like K-State felt like they were going to win the game from jump they didn't they didn't show any fear yeah and, and I headed off the sidelines right before right basically right when the team runs out that's when that's when I usually head up to make it to my seats before kickoff but I was able to talk to a to a staff member at halftime who was on the sideline the whole entire first half. Right. And he was like, oh, my goodness, it's night and day. Like, where's this energy? Like, from the first snap, they're like, these guys thought they were going to win. They're like, where was this all season long? Why did it take a number five program to yeah. come in to really, you know, get your mind right? But, but what I liked from that, from that offense was it happened a handful of times. Like some of the swing passes that you know, just the out to the flat, basically a run play, and it's one on one. Oh man! And the K State guy wins. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you get seven yards. It's like that's what's so frustrating usually on the defense. Right. You know, originally from the defensive side, it's like, oh, they just got seven yards and they have to try. Mm-hmm. And it's like our offense got to do that. Yeah. And it was so fun to watch them just to be able to execute and play well and move the ball and you know the plays they were calling were, were working. Did you see? Um, it was going around Twitter either today or yesterday, and it was we pulled a yeah. backside guard. We went to run the power. Yeah, we, came we looked back. like we were running yeah. power right. Yeah, I saw so that. So the backside guard pulled Man. to about the center. Yes. And then changed direction, went back left, and we kind of yeah he kicked and out. kicked out yeah. the the lefty in, and I was like, man, Coach Messinger. I mean, I've never seen that, but you've been around first football time, a long time. For, as a first time I've ever seen that, and the first thing I said, if you're a backer and you're reading your keys, and if your guy pull, you're taught to scrape over the top. Oh, yeah. And you, I mean, and, for first key you ever learned. Exactly. I mean, it's, and, that's as easy as it comes. And that's exactly what Oklahoma linebackers did. And it was funny, as big as the, the lineman was, he hid behind his buddies with the power and came back out. And I think the, the front side safety or the back side safety – they came to fill, or DN, or I'm sure what position it was. It caught him off guard because oh, yeah. he wasn't expecting that that guard to come back. Yeah, he saw guard go away. He's like, all right, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm he's trying to close that gap and yeah. and you know be ready for the kickback Man. or the cutback. But yeah, that was it was fun to watch creativity. Yeah. And I haven't actually had a chance to go back. Tomorrow's my day where I go back and watch the whole entire game and get to rewind in slow mo. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'll get to see that more than once. But looking. I mean, I, can you only imagine what that what that scraping linebacker? You know, he could probably come to the sideline, got his butt ripped, and right. he's like, "Coach, they fake pulled." Yeah. And, and coach is like, "What?" Coach is like, "No, they didn't. You you didn't see it right." And so I'm sure they turned on the film. I mean, you've turned yeah. on the film before. Oh, yeah. but like, they did what? Yeah. And I'm still not 100 percent convinced. I mean, 
I hope that play it could have been a mental bust. He could have been like, "Oh, I'm supposed to, I thought power was called to my side." Oh goodness. And then the most athletic recovery of all time. I mean, no, I don't think it was that. I definitely think that was the that was the play call, but it's just so outside the box yeah. that it's like you've never seen that done before and I mean, I didn't even think you could still make up new plays in football. I thought they had all been made up. And and look what happens. And and next thing you know, we're running fake power right, <laughs> pulling guard, retract the steps, kick out the D in, yeah. cut back up the left side for Man. for a big gain. So, I mean, that kind of creativity is what you'd love to see from from a staff like this. And, you know, the players get excited about that. They do. And I think Coach Kleiman, initially he did a great job of um, – um, bringing the staff in, a, a lot of guys from North Dakota State, and, and they had a history, and they're creative. And, you know, a lot of times people kind of question, are they able to coach and compete at this level of, you know, Power 5, Big 12? And the guys are getting better. I think you alluded to it last time we met uh, about how, you know, the system is new, uh, a lot of new players, and this, they're still young in the season if you look at it. But Saturday, I think for the first time, even special teams, we put it together. On both sides of the ball. And you, you kind of talked about it earlier, about our guys are beating their guys one-on-one. But the guys that were doing it are freshmen yeah. and sophomores. You know, and Sean, he, yep. did his, he did his thing too. But a lot of the guys that were in open space are freshmen and sophomores. And if you can't get excited about that, come on, K-State Nation. It's, it's, it's fun times. Yeah, no, absolutely. There were a lot of young guys running out there. Yeah, it's you got to have that. Uh, you got to have that roster handy. You're like, who was that? <laughs> yeah. Who was that guy? Who was that guy? So it's uh, – yeah, it was a blast to watch. The fan base was awesome. I think, uh, obviously, a staple win for, for Coach Kleiman. I mean, you just got to be excited about the future. And one of the things I loved, which he, which Coach Kleiman said in his uh, his post-game press conference was, he was he, 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 if I'm him speaking, he was, he was like, guys, I told you we're going to be a lot better at the end of the year than we are in week one. And he's like, you just got to trust us that we're going to get these guys better and get these guys – you know, jiving with this system, and we're going to be a lot different ball game, ball team in week ten and eleven than we are in week one, right. and and which is showing true now that we're kind of at the halfway point. I mean, that team was oh. that team was way better than oh, I mean, even Mississippi State game, which they they won that game sloppily. Yeah, this game was crisp. It was, and and the thing that <laughs> I was joking with some of my coaching buddies, I was mad because if if a guy if you didn't watch the game. It, it seemed a lot closer with the final store, score um, said, but I was as a, as a defensive player, defensive guy. You know, when we were up 40, 41, I want to say forty three, twenty something. Yeah, like twenty five was. It was, was it was and and the game. You know, from the naked eye, somebody who didn't watch the game, I was mad at the fact that they scored late because I wanted the nation to see how handily. Oh yeah. K State won, and I was talking about you know what impressed me and it showed me as a staff, especially defensive guys, AJ Parker, who was growing up. I remember last year he took his lumps, but they put him one on one several times on the backside with C.D. Lamb, who is arguably one of the best receivers in the nation. Oh yeah, with no safety help, and I'm saying to myself, watching the game, hey, where's the safety help? <laughs> for, for what are we doing for AJ? <laughs> but then AJ, he he showed no panic. He locked him down, and you know, hey, his confidence, and that just showed me right there as a staff, they trust these young guys. Uh, um, the staff is not going to be afraid to put them in a position to be successful and to be great. And the, the outcome is a win over Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, you're able to put those guys on islands when you know your defensive line is going to get there. Yeah, and Hubert. It's, and it's not a matter of if they're going to get there. It's just a matter of how quickly. Right. And that's that's the biggest thing that's 
I think helped us K State win that game yeah. was Hubert, Deshaun, yes. Mitty, you all know, all them. those guys. They are getting to the quarterback. And that, even when they don't get there, that quarterback knows he, they're pinning their ears back and he better yeah, he's just not comfortable. <laughs> he's not comfortable. And you could tell you could tell Hurts just wasn't quite in rhythm, we got him out of sync early, and and actually, you look at his stat, his stat line wasn't terrible. No. I mean, he didn't throw the pick. That was a, that was I don't a remember which, which that wide receiver, receiver that yeah, was. So he actually played, uh, you know, a pretty decent ball game. Nineteen for twenty six, four three hundred ninety five yards, one touchdown. Um, did give up two sacks, so mm-hmm. that's really the only negative you can find. shoot. If I'm a quarterback and I put up four hundred yards passing, yeah. I'm uh, I'm pretty happy. So it's uh, you know, he didn't play terrible. It was just. It was one of those classic K-State games we won on special teams. Yes. We won the turnover battle. We won the time of possession battle, which is what we both said. Had to happen. If K-State even has a prayer to be in this ball game, you got to win the time of possessions. You got to win the turnover battle. And you got to pretty much play mistake-free football, which was something we had not seen them do. No. This team had done some boneheaded, stupid penalties. <laughs> Don't remind That me. drive you up a wall <laughs> in, in – this game, those did not happen. And you're absolutely correct. You know, another thing that stuck out, you know, Oklahoma's known for throwing a few trick plays in there um, early or when they're up big. But when they they went to the well, you know, too, too, uh, too many times when A.J. got that pick the second time. But as a player, a fan, uh, it says to me that Oklahoma didn't feel comfortable that they could just line up and physically beat us you know the 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 old fashioned way the you know my guys better than your guy they had to use some trickery and that right there spoke volumes to me as well and said hey you know they respect us as a team they understand that we're a physical team so they got to trick you so what were your thoughts on that yeah i mean it's it's your classic i mean i know that style of football is is sexy and everyone wants to play it but in my opinion you still have to be able to run the ball mm-hmm. and prefer, and I, I, I guess I don't really even care if you run the ball first or run the ball second. But you have to be if you're going to go to the pass to set up the run. That, that that's fine. I'm cool with that offensive philosophy. But I mean, their rushing stat line. I mean, Jalen had 19 attempts for 110 yards. So again, pretty darn good day. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, Trey Sermon three carries, ten yards. <laughs> Kennedy Brooks three carries, six yards. C.D. Lamb. One carry, zero yards. Yeah. So take out Hurts, they had 16 yards rushing. That's impressive. I mean, that's <laughs> domination from that defensive line. And I'm trying to think back. I, I, I can't off the top of my head remember if those Hurts runs were scrambles or designed run or what. So um, probably at least a handful of those are just him being an athlete and making plays and mm-hmm. not really designed run. So that's what I think. And not to not to compare Oklahoma to – Mahomes and the Chiefs, but that's why I think the Chiefs' Achilles heel is, is they're still not until you can run the ball consistently I don't think you can win championships and that's where this OU team is at is they are so fun to watch, they are so explosive, Mm -hmm. they have one of the best quarterbacks and best wide receivers in the country, but until, they and then when they go up against Alabama, a team that can run the football I mean, they struggle. They're they're not going to be able to win national championships. So yeah. they got to figure out a way to run the football consistently, and that's why I love what this coach Kleiman staff is doing. Is they're doing it the right way. They're not mm-hmm. just getting a bunch of athletes in here and throwing the ball around. Anyone, not anyone, but that's a lot harder than it sounds. But that's 
that's what the temptation is nowadays is to get really fast dudes and a good quarterback and throw the ball over the field. Yeah. But that doesn't win in November, in December, and, and that's what I love what this offense for the Kansas State is doing, and that's what's going to be Oklahoma's Achilles heel moving forward. I agree. And going back to the running game, it was so good to see Brown back in the backfield. He was like a spark to the offense and not taking away from Trotter uh, and the other running backs. They do a good job as well. But Brown, he just brings a different – um, style. He's a lot faster. He's physical as well. And, and it's one of those things where you can see the confidence in the O-line and they get excited. And they were getting excited for blocking. Um, the holes were massive sure, in a lot yeah. of cases. Well, that's Man. Like, I expected K-State's D-line to play well. Yeah, I did not expect K-State's O-line they, to play well. They showed up and showed out. Kudos. Like, we've been on you guys. If it, any O-linemen out there, kudos to you guys because we've been on you the last couple of weeks and you definitely stepped up to the plate. So I'm happy for you. I'm happy for the team. Team, and uh, kudos to you guys. So uh, let's keep it going next week. Yeah, Coach Riley doing a great job of getting that O-line ready. And, yeah, I'll give – I'm a pretty straight shooter, and I'll criticize when criticisms do. And welcome to welcome to big-time college football. If you suck, I'll call you out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I'll give praise when praise is due. And that O-line deserves all the praise in the world. Yeah, Gilbert played well. Brown played well. Thompson played well. And, yeah, I love the carries between, the, between Gilbert, Brown, and Thompson. Mm-hmm. 13 to Gilbert, 12 for Brown. 13 for Thompson. I mean, that's evenly distributing the ball. Mm -hmm. And they both put up numbers, averaging. Skyler only averaged three yards, but he had some big big carries down there on the goal line. So, exceptional, exceptional job by everyone. Big time win. Let me ask you this. Uh, Speaking of Skyler. Some of those throws he was making Saturday, oh. the one uh, on the goal line, the north end zone, triple covered. He threw it to 19. What's his name? Help me out. Uh, gosh, God, I can't think of his name. Who we got? Not young, but Wheeler? Yeah, is it Wheeler? I think it is Wheeler. Wheeler I'm bad with but numbers. That's okay. But he threw a strike. Uh, to like the three yard line to Wheeler, and I was like, I don't know what Scholar had for breakfast, but do it again. He made some phenomenal throws, and he just looked so comfortable. And going back to the O line, they gave him time to make those throws, and our receivers were getting open and beating Oklahoma D backs one on one. So, um, yeah, those guys, they everybody stepped up big time. I was very impressed. Yeah, I was getting a little worried for Skyler just because it it felt like as the game progressed, he just got more and more confident, which is good. But he was fit, fitting it into tighter <laughs> yes, and tighter windows. And I'm just like, Skyler, there's like, the window can only be so tight, and then it's called an interception. Yeah. So let's uh, let's be a little, little careful. And, and yeah, well, that was Sammy Wheeler, uh, 19, who that okay. one was too. Okay. But it's uh, – yeah, Skyler, he played great. He threw the ball into – I sit in that north end zone. So, I, there was one – when that ball left his hand, I mean, you know how you know how it yeah. is when you when you play. Like, you call picks mm-hmm. when the ball leaves the hand. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's a pick. That's pick, yeah. And I did that like three times because I got, I got a great angle. I can kind of see things. Right. And I'm like, pick. And the next thing you know, like, bloop, dropped right in between like – Two inches from three dudes' hands, yeah. and, and for a touch, and, and, or for a catch, for a catch, and I mean, I don't remember a single drop from no. our receivers. No, they were, they man, I, you know, I had to go and watch the game to see, but I don't remember any ball that wasn't defended that was catchable. Our guys caught everything, you yeah. know. So, yeah, man, yeah, great job all around. I think that's about as complete game as uh, as K State's played in. I mean, not just this season, but in quite some, a while, some years. Yeah, some years. and so I love that they're. Uh, 
they're building that head of confidence heading into transition over to the, uh, the sunflower showdown. Sun, yeah, sunflower nice. showdown. Still brought, still brought to you by Dylan's. Uh, uh, I don't Possibly, know. Possibly, I see the commercial. It's early in the week, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure see. it out. Yeah, yeah see if we yeah. got to go run to run up to the grocery store. Speak, before we get into the KU K State game, um, real quick, shout out to the student section. Shout out to the fans because I'm in the North End Zone also, and so it was one of those things where last couple of games, not last game, but a couple of games early, you know, people were taking their time getting back from halftime, which I get it. You know, there's lines in the bathrooms and you want to get some food for concession. But going into halftime, leading Oklahoma, those fans were back in their seat and that first kickoff, they were just as loud as they were from the uh, initial kickoff. So kudos to the K-State family, to the fans for being there and showing them how it's done. You know, uh, we say we were the best fan experience in the Big 12 and it held true on Saturday. So kudos to the Cats and, and the fans. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I was... Right at kickoff, I was like, "Really, guys? This stadium, this stadium's like eighty yeah. percent full." Uh-huh. And then, like within two or three minutes, it yeah. filled up. So, yeah. like they were just they were just getting there. Taking Eleven time. o'clock kickoff. I get it. It's you still gotta. It's still early. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, no, that fan base did an amazing job, and that's what that's what it's gonna take. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. Uh, that those players feed off that. You know how oh, it is. Oh, I mean, yeah. I love you know how, yeah. you love playing for exactly. for uh, rocking house and Thank especially you. on defense when the third down, third downs, fourth going, downs, get, get off the field. Yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. So now you, you all good? Or, or I'm, we, I'm good. I'm good. Now going back to the K State KU game. All right, all right. First, first, first of all, are you going to the game? Um. So funny story. <laughs> funny story. So I was planning to go to the game. Me, my wife, and a few other couple friends. Right. Um. All the dudes bailed. <laughs> and then it basically turned into a girls' weekend. So my wife basically kind of told me I wasn't allowed to go to the football game. So, so you'd be watching from home. So I will be watching on the couch. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Friday night to watch a little high school football. Watch the brother-in-law play some playoffs, which we didn't touch on. We'll, I, we'll, we'll pick go. that up at the end of the no worries, at the end no of here. Um, go watch a little high school football Friday night, and then uh, and then yeah, sit, sit on my couch by myself, yell at the TV, mm-hmm. and uh, and make a fool out of myself. But no one will get to see it. So I my plan is to go um depending on how i feel and depending on the weather you know the older i get the less i like the cold weather i think it's supposed to be in the 50s so we should be okay but um i've had fortunate luck as a player i've never lost in lawrence and as a fan we never lost in lawrence so i want to keep that rolling so that's the plan to go um i'm excited you know as much as i am a k-state guy i watched the texas tech and KU game, and you know, I have a good buddy of mine, kind of an inside story. Um, Emmett Jones, he was a high school teammate of mine back in Dallas, and he's been on Texas Tech staff for years. And uh, when this past season, when um, the, the coach got fired, and he's now the head coach, Kingsbury is the head coach of uh, Arizona, my buddy Emmett got hired on at KU with uh, Les Miles, so he called me up and let me know that he's on staff, and he understands the rivalry, but, you know, I, I always want to see buddies of mine do well, but he understands this weekend, uh, you know, it's all out K-State purple, diehard, so it should be interesting. But KU is getting better with their offensive coordinator. That guy, uh, he put them in some positions, and, and basically the quarterback plays fearless. You know, I'm not sold that they're this offensive juggernaut yet because Texas Tech secondary is not very good. I mean, yeah. And neither is Texas. Don't get me wrong. They put up some points against Texas, but if you follow football, Texas, uh, they're missing three starting D-backs in that secondary. So those numbers can be kind of deceiving, not taking away from KU at all, but they're, they haven't arrived yet, and not in my eyes. And we'll see, and I think it would be a good test 
for our guys as well. And I, I don't think they've seen a defensive line uh, like ours either in the last two weeks. So I think um, it'll be interesting. And I think Coach Kleiman understands the significance of this game. And with that being said, with the win in Lawrence, that makes us bowl eligible. So that would be super sweet to go into Lawrence, BKU, and become bowl eligible all in the same weekend. Yeah, that's – and this is a team that uh, – I'm sure the team thought it, but this is the the national media – I mean, predicted K-State to win four games. And so mm-hmm. we're barely halfway through the season, and they're fighting for bowl eligibility, which, yeah, which would be awesome. And I'm with you. I never lost in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I'm a Kansas kid. I just – I don't think I would – I think I would have walked off the field with like two minutes left in the game and been like, oh, nope, I got disqualified. I wasn't I wasn't a part of this one. Um, but, yeah, everything you mentioned and, and yeah, I, that Texas Tech game was – which, first off, the ending of the Texas oh, Tech game was just okay. hilarious. Sir, you know, how – I don't I don't have – my youngest son and I were watching it, and he said it for me. He's 11 years old. And he goes, Dad, how dumb was that? And I'm like, you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. What was that guy thinking? I don't know. I mean – I guess if the uh, my, the only the only rational <laughs> argument I can think if I were that guy um, was he thought the clock had expired and so there were zero seconds left and he had to keep the ball alive for his guys to go down you know yeah but still you just just, <sighs> just fall on take it, a buddy. knee take a knee just fall on yeah it. fall down fall down don't, don't try to be the hero yeah don't be the hero because yeah then obviously change of possession so that restarts restarts the downs now it's KU ball first down and short field goal. Yeah, thirty. I was like thirty something, thirty five yeah, yards. It wasn't, very wasn't terrible, but yeah, yeah. Going back to, uh, to to what you said about you know the new OC, Brett Deerman. Yeah. You know he's he, he's he's a good young mind. He is, and, and it sounds like like this offense, this K, this KU offense has rallied around him. And sometimes that's what that's what you need in a program. You just mm-hmm. need I don't know. You just need. A little change, a little he, fresh ideas. He's a spark for him. Yeah. You know? It's one of those things where I've watched a couple of their games, and that he has done a tremendous job of getting several of their playmakers um, involved with the ball game. You know, normally Puka Williams was kind of the, the focal point, and everybody knew what you get with him, and, and, and he's a dynamic player, and I respect the young man to the utmost as a player. But Shoot, we're going to shut him down. We, this stat line was garbage this week. <laughs> I hope you're right. Yeah. But, but, I'm not scared of Puka. I'm yeah. scared of Carter Stanley. Yeah, he, <laughs> and, 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 and going back to Stanley, you know, he hasn't – He's he's done a good job of getting the ball out quick, but he hasn't had pressure in his face like the pressure that K-State can bring if we are on our A game. And I'm curious to find out what high he will respond to that because, you know, taking nothing away from Tech and Texas, but their D-line is nowhere near as aggressive as K-State. And plus, I would take our coaching staff over KU coaching staff any day. And I'm not just being biased because I bleed purple, but it's just facts. You know, the way they prepare, um, the changes they've made, the, the the problems they pose, and, and the kids that we have. I, I, you know, I like us in this game, even if, if it's on the road, and even if with a um, KU team coming off a win. Yeah, and I think uh, – what was the stat? I think it's four. I think it opened up at four maybe. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, it's right around that. I think it's moved, moved a half point or a point either way. So, um, which if I'm – Shoot, if I'm K-State, I feel a little disrespected by it, being a four-point favorite. Um, but, yeah, yeah, this team, and that's what all the preseason talk we talked about, 
we thought this defensive line for K-State was going to be the strong point. Hmm. And it's turned out to be better than I expected, yeah. just being honest. And I think that's what's going to give this KU team fits mm-hmm. is, I mean, yeah, it's easy to throw the ball, get the ball out of your hand quick and and let athletes be athletes and, mm-hmm. and, and do some of the – put a decent offensive performance out on the field when – the defensive line's not great. Mm-hmm. But when that defensive line is good, man, it just makes it a thousand times harder. You're running for your life. You can't run the ball, You play, which means play action doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So that defensive line is so pivotal, pivotal, not pivotal, <laughs> pivotal mm-hmm. for this uh, for this K-State team. And they've, they're the one unit that showed up every single game. Yeah. I don't recall a single game where it's like, eh, D-line didn't play great. No. Like, like offensive line we were talking about. They've had some ups and downs. Wide receivers couldn't get open against – you know, uh, earlier on in the season, Tack. early on in conference play, yeah, tackling, tackling was yep, terrible, bad, which yeah. has been secondary in linebackers. Yep. But that D line has showed up every single game, and and they've stayed relatively healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, or they're all healthy now, which is which is a good thing. So, I think that D line's gonna do really well against this KU offensive line, mm-hmm. and I think that's gonna cause fits for that KU offense. And I don't see, I mean, I, I don't see them putting up. 21 points. No, if they get 21 points, it's because we're scoring at will and we're scoring fairly fast, which I can see that happening because um, I know one of their starting safeties is out for the first half of our game because he got ejected for target. Yeah, I saw that. So he'll miss the first half of our game. And then also um, their defense – is not very disciplined. They yeah. they got a couple of kids that like to come up and hit, but outside of that, you can get them in bad positions and they make terrible decisions. And going back to our defense, I think our linebackers are made for a team like KU because we're not the biggest set of linebackers, but those guys can move like safeties and they get to the ball with bad intentions. Now, the one downfall I will say about our linebackers, they do have tendencies to tackle with the shoulders and not bring the arms yeah. and, and not finish the play. But Last week was a better game. And, uh, and, and speaking of that, um, prayers go out to my guy, uh, E.G., Eric Gallant yeah. Jr. Um, I know that was a pretty bad um, injury, and uh, hopefully everything went well with him, and he has a speedy recovery. Has but, anything come out on I that? Ha- I mean, we don't need to break anything. No, but if no. It's, if it's public knowledge. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, um, me neither. But so. I, didn't, I didn't know when he was carted off. Uh, prayers go out to him and his family and uh, his, his father and, and mother as well. And hopefully, like I said, everything goes smoothly and it's a speedy recovery, whatever it was. But um, I think our linebackers are, are definitely built for a team like KU because Puka, as good as he is, he's not a power back. He wants to use the speed to get uh, – he gets inside and bounces it, but our backers run well with anybody. So yeah. I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, I think we, ma- we match up relatively pretty well with this team. Um, going back, you mentioned the, the, KU, the KU safety that got ejected, which is I wanted to touch on going backwards real quick, which yeah. I know this is not ideal uh, – uh, chronological order, but going back to that Elijah Sullivan hit yeah. in the OU game where they threw the flag, <laughs> targeting, I had an amazing angle on it, uh-huh. and I was like, that's the worst call in the history Absolutely. of America. And then I, I, I and then we, they reviewed it, they pulled it, but imagine if he would have been ejected. I don't think we win that game. No, because he, he was playing lights he out. He played amazing. He did, and, and I'm, I'm with you. I saw the tackle too, and I was like, that's what you want. He led with a shoulder pad. He turned his head away from the ball, from Hurts, to avoid helmet to helmet, and he led with a shoulder pad. I said, that's textbook what you teach your guys to do exactly. to protect your, themselves and to protect the other player that they're tackling. And so I'm not sure if the ref felt like he had to because it was a quarterback. 
or what, but I'm glad they got it right by not calling it targeting on any level. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's what – I was happy they got it right. And, I mean, it's got to be – I mean, he was one yard short of the first down. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't – and I think he still got it. But it's like, what do you want him to do? Like, exactly. not – like, yeah, he's already tackled. Yeah. But, can. like, if he hits him backwards, then he doesn't get a first down. Exactly. So, it's uh, – I'm glad they got that call right. And I guess at the end of the day, you can always review it. If you don't throw the flag, then you can't review it. Mm. Or then you can't then you can't go back. So, I was uh, – not to – Discombobulate yeah. no, chronological order, but I'm glad we brought that yeah, up because I point. think good I point. truly believe if he gets ejected, we do not win that ball game. D- he was that important to that defense. Different ball game. So um, going fast forward now to uh, to <laughs> KU again. So I mean, I think we both feel pretty confident that that K State matches up relatively pretty well with this team. Um, I mean, I'm with you. I, t- I take our coaching staff over over Les Miles staff any day of the week mm-hmm. and uh, and twice on Sundays, mm-hmm. and so. I'm just not – I think almost KU beating Texas Tech might help us a little bit. I mean, I'm, they might feel you. a little more confident. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that will help K-State players as well yeah. to not take this team for granted, which I don't think they would have. But them beating Texas Tech is like, all right, this is a different – this isn't the Owen whatever KU team of the past. Mm-hmm. This is a f- possibly 500 KU team, yeah. which is still a team you should beat. Yeah. But you at least got to show up. Because I, I remember I played some games <laughs> against KU. I mean, I, we could have – we could have slept walk through it and still yeah. beat them by 21 points where this team is at least good enough where you got to show up. No, I'm with you. And like, and like you said, they're, they're rallying around the new OC and they, and, I, and although the crowd wasn't significant, like it, uh, it should have be at a big 12 conference game against a formidable opponent. Um, I, I know next Saturday, the stadium will probably be packed, and it's going to be a lot of purple there. It's going to be a lot of wrong. purple. I know a lot of people going. Exactly. But I, I know, you know, they're, they're Division One players, they're scholarship players, and they have pride just like we do, and they don't want to get embarrassed again by their in-state rival, and they're going to give K-State all they can handle the first half. Now, K-State has to weather the storm and out-physical them, be smarter, and continue to, to do what we do, and I think we will. And eventually, they don't have the depth or the talent to compete with us with four quarters. And I think eventually, we're going to get to the point where we break their will, and special teams will be a, a key factor, and our speed and, and our scheme will definitely uh, take over the game late, and we, we should win uh, comfortable at least by two touchdowns, if not more. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. If I if I were setting up, yeah, I, I'd, I'd take fourteen or more. Yeah. So I think like upper thirties to mid teens, <laughs> somewhere yeah. around there. And, and the weather's supposed to be fit mid fifties, I yeah, believe. Yeah, we'll take it. And and I'll it's take, one I'll of, take that for late October football. Yeah, and we and like I said, we have um, we have more. I think we have more motivation than they do. Um, we're and from what I saw, I think we're ranked in the polls again, which I don't know if that's a curse or a blessing. Yeah, we're twenty five and one and twenty three and the other. I want to yeah. say twenty five in USA Today, yeah. twenty three yeah. in the AP. So you know, and 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 honestly, I wish we could stay on rank so we can stay on the radar, <laughs> stay the underdogs. But, <laughs> I don't want people talking about us. But when you beat the number five team like we did, you know, you're going to get some love and you're going to get some votes no matter what. Yeah, and, and it's part of the the game. But I think and like going back to the KU win over Texas Tech, you know. It's it's a it's a resume builder for us to a certain extent because they did beat a quality team, albeit at home. It helps us because it's not like um, we just beat up on a KU team that had two wins or 
three wins. Now they got four wins, I believe. And, um, you know, when we beat them, hopefully, <laughs> it'll be better for us. And, and that Boston College win for them on the road is looking better because they beat a formidable ACC team on the road. So, you know, hey, I want the win. I want the boat eligibility. I want us to come uh, come back to Manhattan, refocus, and uh, keep our eyes on what's ahead of us because, you know, looking at our schedule, you know, bef- before we play o- OU, you know, I was hoping just to get Bo eligible. Now that we beat OU, I'm looking at a possible eight, maybe nine win season. You know, we got a Texas team that's down. Ellinger didn't look good at all last this past weekend. Uh, and West Virginia, you know, they're a good team, but very beatable. Iowa State, no, they're not a good team. You know, they're they're okay. They're okay, <laughs> <laughs> but but they they're still D one. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you got you got to show up. You, you I think we'll be favored up. in that game. But I, I know agree. what you're saying. And then Iowa State, we got Iowa State here, and then you think about the game that how we lost to Iowa State last year in Ames. Uh, very close game, but they're not the Iowa State that everybody thought they would be um, at the beginning of the season. They got beat by Oklahoma State at home, and uh, Purdy, who is a stud quarterback, he looked average Saturday. Yeah, Iowa State's probably one of my bigger disappointments of the year. Yeah, I mean. yeah. So that's three games right there that we could win, and that would put us at nine wins. Shoot, I know. Yeah, and that's what looking back at the Baylor loss, oh, it's but, like, well, shoot, that's not that bad of a loss. Because Baylor's undefeated and yeah. number one in the Big I, I think now. that's <laughs> what – I think, honestly, that's what left us into that top 25. Yeah. It's our only, quote-unquote, bad loss is Oklahoma State, yeah. which isn't a terrible loss. No. And Baylor, you know, they're, yeah. what, 7 0 8 whatever we're at now. And, and Baylor's and, a scary good team, I man. know. <laughs> and they're going to give Oklahoma fits. Ooh, well, and yeah. so, we'll yeah. – uh, yeah, we'll see. And, and – on, I do have audio evidence from a from an earlier <laughs> from an earlier uh, preseason uh, show I did, and my official prediction was eight and four, and I got laughed at. Wow! And so, and I, I looked at the schedule, yeah. and I mean, honestly, I had us not losing and winning the teams that happened, but <laughs> I was like, well, we can beat we beat these teams last year, yeah. and I think we're better than we are were last year. Yeah. And so I think I just losing to like Mississippi State, OU. I just losing to Mississippi State, OU, Texas, and Iowa State. Yeah. Which and so Makes we're gonna sense. you know be change things around a little bit. Baylor, Oklahoma State, yeah. and uh, and that's where we're at right now. And, so. and here's all, man. I'm like, hey, why can't we win out? Shoot. Seriously, why can't why not us? Yeah. Why can't we win out? I know. Stay I, healthy, we got a chance. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Let's focus back on KU because you know it's exciting when you beat OU at home. Homecoming, it was a great environment, great win. Weather was amazing. It was a good weekend all together. But let's refocus on KU. But uh, I'm excited about the game. My plan is to go. If not, I'll be just like you at home by myself in a room, locked up because I don't like watching <laughs> games with other people around me. me it's just not my thing. I don't like it. I, you know, I love my family, I love people around me, but I don't want to be bothered. When cats are on, so same here, same here. We'll see. Well, that'll wrap it up for uh, for this segment. Monty and I are going to get good uh, good Kansas native Braden Wilson on the line here. So right after we get him on the line, we will be back and talk a little bit to Braden about what he thought about the OU game, and then also uh, as a Kansas kid, kind of the KU rivalry and all the uh, all the fun stuff that goes with that. So we'll be right back. The Tannehill and Spiller PowerCat Podcast is sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. The Fridge is your source for all of your tailgate and party needs. The PowerCat Podcast will be right back. And now we return to the Tannehill and Spiller PowerCat Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. All right, we're back. We got Braden Wilson on the line. Braden, how you been, buddy? Doing all right? 
I've been doing well, Mr. Tannehill. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for joining us uh, this evening. First off, um, what the heck are you up to? Although, although I know we had we got to have <laughs> lunch together like three weeks ago, so I got to caught up, yeah, catch up with you. Up a little bit. But let's uh, let's let our listeners catch up. What you been up to? Where you at? Where you working? Um, kind of what's life okay. up to nowadays that you're uh, done done with the pads on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for the for the last several years, I've been living in the Kansas City area. So as of right now, I'm living in Mission, Kansas. So uh, about a ten to fifteen minute drive from downtown Kansas City. Um, I am working for Edward Jones doing financial planning, and I've got an office of my own in Lansing, Kansas. So I've got about a 30-minute drive every day. Okay. Fun, so, fun. As of this, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, as of this February, I will be three years in with Edward Jones. So I guess that's, uh, that's what I'm up to now. Awesome, fun, fun. You enjoying Kansas City? I know you Smith Center guys. That's, that's a bit of a different, different, right. uh, different beast there. You, you, you surviving in my hometown? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I'm, I'm getting through. I'm making it through day by day. No, I, I really like Kansas City. I think it's pretty neat town. Yeah, it was a good place for. I enjoyed growing up there. So, hey, let's uh, let's jump into KU real quick. First off, uh, were you at the game? Did you catch the game? Or excuse me, o- Oklahoma. My Oklahoma. bad. Yeah, OU game. Did you catch the game? Were you at it? Um, kinda, I, kinda... I I watched it. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I watched the game. Uh, was not at the game, though. Looking back now, I wish I would have made the trip. <laughs> um, phenomenal game to watch. It just, uh, it just amazing. Just made my whole weekend. Right, right. So, hey, let me ask you this: uh, being a former mm-hmm. fullback and uh, with the new coaching staff and everything, what are your thoughts on how the uh, coach Climate and his staff are manipulating? Uh, well, I guess. In, Putting fullbacks, tight ends, all together, and in, in so much of the play calling and, and, and all the plays that they get. What's your thoughts on that, and how much would you love to play in this current? Oh offense? man, that uh, <laughs> that offense is a fullback's dream. Man, <laughs> I, uh, I I love what he's doing. It's my it's my style of ball. Um, I would have. Uh, I mean, not not to take anything away from the uh, time that Travis and I had, but I would have loved to play to have played in that system. Absolutely. Right, right. So tell me this. I know Trav and I talked about it earlier, um, how the O-line um, has struggled a little bit early in the year. But yesterday, I mean, well, not yesterday, I'm sorry, Saturday, they really took off and, you know, took it to Oklahoma. What were your thoughts about they the did. offensive line? What, what were your thoughts? What were you thinking while you watched the game? What were your thoughts? Do uh, you know what? I, uh, I made that observation for the defensive line as well. I, uh, I mean, we just – we just did a really good job of controlling um, the, the the line up front on both sides of the ball, and it, you know, score reflects that. Um, but it, what are, as to what my thoughts are uh, for that, I uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I was impressed. I uh, I hope they keep that going. Right, right. Yeah, that's uh, earlier on the show, Monty and I. That's basically was our number one conclusion. Was our D line and our offensive line played. Our D-line's played well all year, but our offensive line stepped it up and, and really did a nice job. Do you do you recall 
I mean, obviously you're you're a Smith Center kid, small town football. Yeah. You guys pounded up on anyone and everyone you ever played. Won like a thousand, <laughs> you're like a thousand and zero in your career, and they wrote a book about you guys. Sure, I mean, do you sure. remember the first time you went up against like an OU or a Nebraska, and kind of just coming from a small town and going up against that? big brand and that big that big logo and kind of the you know the effect that had on you if any uh yeah i i do i'm trying to remember what it was because um so you know this trap i played all four years um so my freshman season i want to say oklahoma might have been our our fifth game in. Yeah, I think that's, and I I could, think that's correct. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, it is roughly fifth game in. And I remember, so I, I did, I was. I, I remember going out to my first game my freshman season, a little rattled. <laughs> um, just had to adjust to playing in front of, you know, 40-plus thousand people as opposed to uh, 800. Um, <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. But I remember – <laughs> <laughs> not bad but i do remember you know i kind of i shook that for the next couple of games until we played in oklahoma and i like i said i think there was a fifth game in and i had the exact same issue um it's uh it's it's a whole different animal coming from that uh i, I would just say high school in general but especially when you come from the small small two-way high school and in, in uh western kansas um, it's a different adjustment. It's an adjustment that you make, but it's that, that first 20 minutes of it. It was, uh, it was hard to explain. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I remember the yeah first time playing Nebraska. I was like, oh my goodness, this is like. I, I grew up a Nebraska fan, so it was, I was like in I'm in heaven, but I was yeah. playing them. And then uh, and then we you and I both had to block and Dominic and Sue, and it sucked. So, <laughs> it didn't go well. No. Not fair. Not fair. It did not go Taylor, well. Taylor Martinez oh my ran gosh. like 500 yards against us, and just yeah, that was our sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ran forever. So let let me ask you this. Um, I'm I'm from t- Dallas originally, but my wife, she's a Plainville girl, so she hates Smith Center. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course she does. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she hates. Whenever, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I ran into Mark, and Mark and I uh, was, were talking Seminole, and um, yeah. she, she was joking, but she goes, I'm going to go over here and stand uh, stand in the corner. I don't want to be by Smith Center, folks, but she was joking. <laughs> she came back and talked yeah. to Mark, but no, um, growing up in Western Kansas, you know, Smith Center has so much respect um, throughout the state, and I know Coach Barter, Brooks, and a couple other guys that I've had yeah. the uh, opportunity to coach with and coach against. But um, mm-hmm. um, it's one of those things where I know Smith Center has a pride uh, about their high school football. Being in eastern Kansas now in the Kansas City area, um, is the pride, is K-State pride, is it similar there um, that in the east coast, where the, I mean east coast, in the east part of the state like it is in the Midwest, closer to Manhattan, and, and when you run into the, to, um, K-Staters as well, uh, what's the environment like? And I guess what's the environment like now for K-State football in the Kansas City area? In the Kansas City area? It's uh, uh, right now, I mean, I would, I would say uh, in regard to kind of the, the vibe that you're getting from K-State fans, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, with the coaching change, yeah. I think everybody was kind of sad to see Coach Snyder go, right? Um, but every you know everybody kind of knew you know life is what it is. There, that time was inevitable, you know, at some point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say for the most part, there is a lot of excitement about the new guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I myself, I've been a, a big fan of his from the time we brought him on, Good. and I've been pretty happy 
in in watching these guys. You know, we've, yeah, we've got two losses, but I mean, <laughs> realistically, you're gonna have those. You're gonna have that. Oh yeah, it's, it's the big tour. It's the big tour. You're gonna take a loss or two, kind of like Oklahoma did Saturday. Yep. Um, exactly. Yep. Let me ask you this, uh, and uh, you know, I never know. I know uh, Travis said that he grew up a Nebraska fan. Being a Kansas kid prior to you. Uh, committing with K-State, did you grow up a KU or a K-State fan? I actually, I was one of the fortunate uh, group. I grew up a, a K-State fan. My dad went to my dad went to college at K-State. Okay. So I I actually was a, uh, a K-State fan. Good deal. Now, now, talk, up, so. now, now talking about that, give me your thoughts on this coming Saturday, the Sunflower Showdown. Oh, <laughs> well, so I, I myself, I'm in a house divided here by uh, my Significant other ran track over at KU, so oh, you never we kinda, you didn't, you didn't oh, yeah. that part. I knew you <laughs> yeah, were dating a girl. Yeah. I didn't know she was part of the to the evil side. <laughs> she yeah, she's uh, she went to school over on the dark side. So we uh, we've been kind of John back and forth at each other about that, and it's it's kind of the typical. Hey, you know, every year you've got that. It's being in you know in state rivalry. Um, I will say though, I'll give them a little credit. The last couple of games, they have been they've been looking pretty solid. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's a, I'll be looking forward to to watching that. Yeah, that's me and Monty were talking earlier, and I mean, I know you. I'm not trying to speak for you, Braden, but I know when we played. I mean, sometimes. I'd get up to the line of scrimmage, and we'd have, like, two extra blockers. I'd be like, well, I got no one to block, and Braden's behind me, and he's got no one to block. So this play is going to go for, like, 30 yards. <laughs> and, like, they would just line up in the stupidest defenses. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were just not well coached, not where they were supposed to be. And I was like, I don't know who I'm supposed to block, so I guess I'll just yeah. down the field kind of. And so, but, yeah, this team is yeah. much better uh, coached, much better prepared. And, and honestly – I'd like to get your opinion on this too, Braden. I mean, I'm a little, I, I for the state of Kansas and high school, can, high school football and just state of football in mm. Kansas overall. I would like this rivalry to become a little more competitive. I mean, on it, I, I want K State to win, but I want it to be at yeah. least a ball game for most of the ball game. So, did you agree with that? Do you think it's good, yeah. good for Kansas football for this rivalry to maybe get uh, get get a new spark in it? So this is what I'll say, and I've actually I've had this conversation a couple of times just just during this fall. I would actually, yeah, obviously I, I want our cats to beat uh, the Hawks every single time we play them. But uh, to what you were just saying, you know, I I kind of like both schools putting the state on the map to where I would actually like to see KU have you know a solid season year in year out. Um, just like you said, to to kind of, I guess, uh, what am I trying to say? Make it more of a rivalry game, more of a legitimate rivalry game that that we could bring some attention to. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like K State beats up on them in football, and they beat up on us in basketball more times than not, and like that's the rivalry. Yeah. We're rivals, but we're both good at different sports, so we both get to win in different times of the year. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I'm with you on that. Now, two, obviously, with we've seen the recruiting battle that Les Miles has done a pretty good job on the recruiting trail. Uh, Coach Kleiman's done pr- probably a better job than that Snyder staff had done. Still probably not where anyone wants it to be. Yeah. But were, were you, hey. Brayden, were you, were, were, you, were you recruited by KU at all? Yeah, I was. Okay. And I was. And so you know how important that battle is for especially these in-state kids. Um, and, yeah. and honestly, winning this game matters so much for what those kids choose. 
It, it, it really does, honestly, because it, I myself, and I probably shouldn't admit this, <laughs> um, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. When, uh, when you know, Travis, when we were seniors in high school, that's when we were getting recruited by these schools. And that's when uh, that's when KU uh, went to the Orange Bowl. Mm. And K-State season was looking a little bit rough at that point. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I didn't entertain it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. No. I do. I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta do what's best for you and your family. Right. And so I don't exactly. ever blame a kid for going anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. So it. I, to to answer your question, yes, I would agree with that. This this game, not that it's the only thing that a kid's gonna make the decision on, but it does help. Yeah. Do Do you ever? This is the one thing. I've gotten a little bit of flack on this from telling other players this, but I mean, I absolutely despise most KU fans. Like, not, not the person themselves, because some of my best friends. Oh, they're, they're better than Missouri fans. Yeah, some oh. of my best friends are KU fans, so I can love that person. I just dislike uh, yeah. a very slight sliver of that person's yeah. uh, personality. But I That's... almost even, like, when KU wins, like, I almost feel happy for those kids, even though I don't like the program. But, like, those guys are working just as hard as anyone else. They deserve. To ha- you know how yeah. physical and painful and like just how hard football is. And I'm like, you know what? Good for those guys. They deserve a little bit of happiness and a little bit of joy uh, to, to get a win because they work just as hard as anyone. So I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm excited I, to see them have a little bit of success this year. But their fans are terrible that. still. <laughs> <laughs> Their fans can be tough. Yeah, you fans can be tough. Yes, they can. Well, and if it makes you feel any better, um, I know you said you entertained uh, KU for a second. I, I what well, I'm not gonna say I entertained them, but a quick story now, and we'll let you go. I know um, uh-huh. as a high school senior, for me back in '93, probably way before you guys were even thought about <laughs> college, made me feel old. Um, Glenn, Glenn Mason was the head coach at KU at the time, um, and they had, okay. they had a pretty good team. They had Dennis Stubblefield and a couple other guys that were. Uh, quality players, and I think they went to the Aloha Bowl um, that year as well and played Cal, and I want to say beat Cal maybe, but KU was the first school that actually offered me um, college football scholarship, and uh, Glenn Mason was the head coach, and, and uh, uh-huh. Coach Warner was the quarterback's coach. He he recruited the um, Dallas area, but they were actually the first uh-huh. school to, rec- to recruit me and to offer, and K-State was the last school to offer me. So, really? yeah, it was kind of ironic how that worked out, and I, I actually took a recruiting trip to Lawrence um, because, hey, you know, you're a freshman in high school, and I mean, you're a senior uh, high school. Senior high school. Apologize, and you you're getting recruiting visits. And, and Lawrence was a cool town, but I got the vibe right away that it was definitely a basketball school. And me coming from Texas, mm-hmm. I'm all about the football. And as I'm much as I, yeah, exactly. I was honored, but I knew. I said, Nah, it ain't for me. So, but it's kind of ironic. It is, you know, the Sunflower Showdown Week, and KU was the first school mm-hmm. to offer, and K State was the last school to offer. And obviously, I went with K State. So, it's kind of funny how that worked out. Hey, man, it all worked out for you. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's one thing it I think about, Braden. What if we would have gone to KU? We would have won, like, two games in our career. <laughs> like, that would have been – you wouldn't have made it. I mean, you didn't you, never, you didn't lose two games your whole life before no. college. So, you, you no, would not have made it, was, it at KU. Just, oh, no, just how, how I would have handled that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But, hey, we'll let you go. Real quick, I did – I was talking to uh, – Talking to my brother-in-law today, actually my father-in-law, 
and uh, Hillsborough and Smith Center, I think they're both 1A now or 2A now. But playoffs got released yeah, this weekend. And first thing he did, my father-in-law did, was he found Smith Center. And you hope they're just as far away from you on the bracket as possible. Because I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, where's Smith Center? And and he was like, oh, they're right there. Because he's like, yeah, you don't want to play them. Because no matter what, that's when your playoffs – that's when your playoffs That's when your playoffs <laughs> That's when, playoff that's when your playoffs uh, end. So you funny. just hope to be as far away from them as possible on the bracket and hopefully meet them in the state. Uh, yeah. Championship game, so hey, yeah, coaching coach that's out here has gotten that got them back on track. Yep, they're they doing still, really well. They still got that reputation. So hey, hit us up next yeah. time you're in town for a game. I know you've never yeah, met dude. Monty in person, but he's a good dude. So we'll uh, we'll have to get together before or after a game. And uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, cats over chicken hawks this week. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again, Braden, for uh, for joining us. Braden's one of the just a good dude. One of the toughest guys I've ever met. I mean, I know Colin got a lot of a lot of praise for being tough that senior yeah. year just because he always had blood all over his uniform. <laughs> and he is as tough as they come too. But, yeah. man, Brayden, I mean, talk about no, I, physical. I, yeah, I enjoy watching him play. Yeah. He was one. He was a he was a troop, you know, fullback. Um, a lot of people don't know Rod Schiller, but he reminded me a lot of Rod Schiller back in the day for K-State. But the guy was a bruiser, and he did what was asked of him, and I love watching him play. So, yeah. Right yeah, on. he was fun fun to play with, and I'm glad I was on the – I'm glad I was on the same side of the balls. <laughs> Every once in a while, like a special teams drill, would get lined up against each other, and I'd be like, "Man, I I, I do not like button heads against you." <laughs> Headache. <laughs> Headache, and he could bring it every single play. Just one of those guys, great motor. Um, you know, as strong as they come and just a, just a good, good dude. One of my best friends in my wedding, all the above. You know, as you know, you got those best friends that, oh, yeah. oh, that you'll yeah. carry with you for the rest of your life and love to see him uh, having success over there in Kansas City. So, that being said, any uh, any last thoughts before we wrap this up, Monty? Um, well, hopefully this time next week we'll be bowl eligible, celebrating a victory over the Chicken Hawks and uh, all is well in Manhattan, Kansas. Bowl eligible, man. That sounds that sounds good. Sounds good. I would be so thrilled for the staff to be able to get bowl eligible this early in the year. Yes. And then you're just you're just focusing on yeah. how many wins can you rack up. There you go. And and I'm just so excited for everyone in this program right now. I think we're on an upward trajectory. Yep. Um, I think the the newness is is going over well, and the players are buying in, and, it's, and hopefully it's paying off on the recruiting trail for Taylor Bratt, um, and this thing's just going to keep skyrocketing. I so, think it will. Um, until next time, everybody, enjoy your week. Cheer loud. Find a way into Memorial Stadium over there in Lawrence and pack that baby with purple. Go oh, yeah. Cats. Go Cats. You've been listening to the Tannehill and Spiller Power Cat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Power Cat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.